0: happy halloween trick or treat everyone i hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend despite the pandemic i hope you guys are still having a good time in your virtual halloween parties with friends or workmates keep safe everyone we have two months left okay (laughs) we have two months left before this year ends november december right wow time flies and it's been tough truly it's been tough these past months and yet look at where we are we're still here striving facing tomorrows with a brave heart and yes i'm so proud of you so yeah it's the halloween season so it's that time of the year again when people are sharing their fears their scariest experiences wearing costumes scaring or pranking their friends i know you guys must have had your Uh, Fear doses this weekend might be too much. So in today's episode, we're going to give you again a dose of fear. (laughs) Let's talk about facing our fears. Where does it come from? Is fear necessary? Do we really need to face our fears? And if yes, how should we face them? And also, I'll share with you guys the scariest experience I've had so far in my life. And I would call it trauma, actually, because it affected me for quite some time. And I'm also going to share with you how I'm overcoming this. Welcome to On Your Side podcast, where we talk about self-care, inner growth, relationships, life lessons, and whatnots with me on your side, Jonah. And here, we aim to spread mental power to people struggling to live through the bad days. And whatever we do here, I hope it helps you navigate yourself better through life. And welcome to another episode. Like I said, it's that time of the year again when we talk about our fears. So what is fear? For me, fear is experienced. And it lingers in our minds. Bad news, it takes time to get used to them being there. And sometimes, even if you want to kick them out, they stay. Good news is, you don't have to accept that they can affect you today and tomorrow. You have the full control. Now, where does fear come from? As I said, it is experienced. It could be from what we've seen on TV, or for real, or from what we've heard, we've felt or touched, or basically from what we've sensed. So for me, a person who has fears is actually a person who's living a life. And the way I see it, fear actually comes from the anticipation of pain. We know that something is going to hurt us, or it's going to cause us pain. So we try our best to keep ourselves away from it. For example, the idea of telling how you feel to a person fears you because you have this anticipation of pain, of rejection, of judgment. Losing your job fears you, right? Because of your anticipation of pain, of anxiety, of increasing burdens, And of course, walking in the dark alone fears you because of all these painful images you you put in your head. You anticipate. The mind creates the emotion and the body responds. And so our heart starts pounding. We get goosebumps. We have difficulty in breathing or we even shake. So if fear makes us think about pain, which is unpleasant... If it doesn't make us feel good, why do we have to go through it? Because it can help us survive. Fear alarms us of the threat, so it helps us actually to prepare for it, for the danger, or to avoid the possible danger. For me, fear also teaches us how to make better decisions. Decisions that will not hurt us, or decisions that will at least, you know, hurt us the least. Let me share with you guys the scariest experience I've had so far. And hopefully, this never happens again. This happened in 2017. I was working in Cebu, and I used to rent a room about 15 minutes away from work on foot. So, my previous work ended at midnight, and I would usually just go home straight after work. I would walk through this very narrow path to my apartment it's probably about a meter wide enough for a bicycle to get through and both sides were just walls left and right they were walls it would probably take half a minute to finally reach the end of the pathway and where houses are so can you can you imagine can you picture it out and for people who don't know by the way Renting rooms in the city is pretty common for workers or for young workers like me. And those cheaper rooms or apartments are usually found in the narrow areas. So yeah, I lived in that apartment for over two years because it was very affordable. It was concrete and it was so close to work. I didn't have any problems or troubles before that night. So, walking through that narrow path for more than two years was usual. I got used to it. It wasn't scary at all, even at night, especially that before I used to walk home with a few of my coworkers. So, in short, I was really never scared of going through that pathway. And then one night, it was July 6th, 2017. I will never forget that date. I was walking home from work. And I was walking home alone. I was walking home alone through that straight, narrow path. And then I heard that slow sound of a bicycle behind me. And so I stopped. And I signaled the person to go ahead. I mean, of course, (laughs) they should go ahead. Because, you know, of course, I wouldn't want to be slowing down the person. It was a bit dark. And the shadows of the walls were were covering a portion of his face. But even though, I knew it was a man. I knew it was a man. So when I signaled with my hand, he actually signaled back, telling me that I should go first. He didn't say anything. He just, like, pointed that I should go first. But of course, I insisted. I mean... I, I wouldn't want anything or anyone behind me, especially for him with a bike. I didn't want to slow him down. So I said, Unara Kuya. Kuya. Uh, that's actually Bisaya. Unara Kuya. Kuya is, it means brother, or it's a polite way to address an older man in the Philippines. So I said, Unara kuya. I said, like, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. And then he gave in and he rode his bike. And after that, Wait, I think I haven't really described the narrow path well. So just imagine a big letter T. It actually looked like a big letter T where the vertical line, that's where I was walking with the kuya behind me. That vertical line would take probably 20 to 30 seconds uh, before reaching the end of it. So... That vertical line was where I, I asked Kuya to go ahead. And then reaching the end of that line, you either turn left or turn right. So can you imagine the letter T? And then while watching Kuya to reach the end, I was actually wishing for him to turn right. Because my turn was to the left. And, you know, I just wished we we could go to different directions But unfortunately, he turned left. And here's what started to scare me. Before he turned left, he looked back at me straight in the eye. From that moment, I started feeling scared. I mean, why would you look back? Why would you look at me? You know, in my head, I think he was um, maybe remembering, trying to remember my face or whatever. And then it really just scared me. Like I said, I'm used to walking alone, even at night. And I wasn't scared walking through that pathway. But that night was different. I I got scared. Then even if I was starting to feel scared, I just, you know, really thought of going home as quickly as possible. That want was dominating. So I had to just kept walking. And I I could still remember it. I only had my folding umbrella in my hand. And I had to hold the other end of the umbrella instead because the handle was metal and it was harder. So I looked like I was holding a bat, you know, just in case anything bad happens. I was just so ready to hit anything or anyone with it. And so eventually I turned left. And then at the end of it was... A blind spot so now I was walking in the second path it's another straight narrow one and at the end of it was a blind spot so there was only one turn and that's to go right it has like a 90 degree angle so you couldn't really see the other side of it and uh, it was so quiet and imagine the only thing that gives light to that place was the dim lights coming from the electric posts. Imagine how scared I was that time. So before reaching that blind spot, I waited a little. I had to check the shadows. And I said, if I saw moving shadows on the ground, forget it. I, I'll, I'm i just going to go back and probably spend the night at a cafe or wherever. I'm not going to go forward. So I was arguing (laughs) first. I was arguing with myself, should I go back or should I keep going? But yeah, that that was my condition. If I saw any moving shadows there, I would immediately turn back. And since nothing was moving, I went for it. I kept walking and I turned right. And after making that turn... I was so relieved, you know. I had to make this big sigh of relief after that. Because there were already a few houses there. So I felt better. So I kept walking and walking. And this time, I was feeling less scared. And I was actually feeling a bit more relaxed. And there were trees here on my right-hand side. There were big plants here. And... Because they they were big, the plants and the trees were big, I didn't know that the kuya was actually there. I saw his bicycle on the ground, but it took me time to recognize it because, you know, it was a bit dark. So imagine, my eyes were on his bike on the ground, trying to figure out why it was there blocking the way. Then I suddenly heard moans. Someone was moaning, and my eyes shifted to where the sound came from. And he was right there, standing next to the big tree, pants down, facing me, and he was touching himself. It was horrifying. I could clearly remember his face, how he stood, how he sounded. It was, it was horrifying. I'm sorry, it was disgusting. And what made that even scarier was the fact that I was so close. That, you know, he could actually reach for me if he wanted to. If he reached out his arm, he could actually reach for me. And upon seeing him, I froze for a second and... I I just couldn't scream or anything. And, you know, I just blurted out, Oh my God, Kuya. And then I ran really fast. I just really ran away to my apartment. I just ran. And I don't know, the only thing that I could think of was just to really get away from that. And when I reached my apartment, the moment I sat down, I just cried. I really just cried. I had a roommate then and I'm sorry, but I really just didn't care that time. I just really cried because I was so scared. I just really cried that, you know, it woke her up and we talked about it. I told her what happened and she was so shocked and she was so scared for me. And of course, I mean, who wouldn't? And I think we didn't sleep well that night. And then right at that time, I I sent a very long message to my landlord about what happened. I didn't care if it was 1 a.m. I didn't care. I just needed her to know first thing in the morning. I think, yeah, I remember I was kind of requesting her to request um, for patrolmen in the area, if it was possible, um, just people who who can patrol in the area around midnight just to avoid things like that from happening to anyone but unfortunately nothing happened to my request yeah sadly so it was it was just really it was traumatizing i could clearly remember what happened even until now I remember the clothes I wore that night, the shoes I wore, the umbrella that I had, what I saw, the sounds I heard, everything is still clear. I actually didn't tell my parents about it. They were in Leyte and I was in Cebu, so I didn't tell them because I also didn't want them to worry. I only plan to tell them when I've already moved out, so at least they would be assured that I was in a much better place and that there is nothing to worry about because I have already moved out. And yes, so the day after that I've decided to move out right away. I started looking for a new place and imagine that happened on July 6th and I was able to move out on July 27th. So it took me time to find a new apartment actually, So imagine how many nights I've had to endure. I remember at work when everyone was just so glad to finish work and finally be able to go home. I was feeling the opposite. I didn't want to go home, to be honest. They'd say, oh yes, finally, let's go home. Goodbye, guys. See you. I was never excited to go home after that night. I would always watch the clock. Others would watch the clock because they've been wanting to go home. They want to end work. But for me, I was watching the clock because I was anticipating of the worst. I was anticipating of the anxiety. So good thing I have my friend. This good friend of mine had to meet me. We would like meet halfway, literally. She would meet me at the narrow path every midnight when I go back home so I wouldn't be walking alone. So good thing I have my friend. This good friend of mine stayed in the same apartment but in a different room. So um, she would meet me halfway, literally. We would meet at the narrow path every midnight so that when I go back home, I wouldn't have to walk alone. But there were nights that my friend couldn't meet me. And so that means I would have to do it alone. I had to go through that narrow path again alone. So you know what I would do? I would run from the starting point till I reach my apartment. I even changed my shoes so I wouldn't make much sound when I run. So before I go through that narrow path, I would prep myself and then I would run and pray at the same time. I would really just run. And I I don't know, but I think it only took me like two minutes probably to reach my apartment from that starting point. And I would go home at different times because, you know, for safety measures. The night after night, even after moving out, I was always scared of walking home. I was, of course, traumatized. Any sound, footsteps, or running steps, or especially bicycle, any sound I hear behind me triggers that fear. And I'm saying this now because I think the more I talk about it, the more the fear factor decreases. And if I pretended that it did not happen and never talked about it, I think I wouldn't be able to fully process that fear. I think I would only let that horrifying memory and fear control my actions. So, is fear necessary? Yes. If I didn't get scared at all, I would have probably stayed in that same place, probably walked on that same narrow path for more nights, And who knows, that would have probably happened again to me or God forbid, something worse might have. But you know, we need fear to make better decisions. And my decision was to look for a better place, a safer one. Do we need to face our fears? In my opinion, actually it depends. I think if your fear is in your way to becoming the person you want, then yes, you have to face it. But if your fear does not or will not affect you and your growth at all, then I don't think you have to. Say if you're scared of driving but you know that you have to learn it for work, then face your fear. If you're scared of criticisms but you know it will help you become better, then face it. If you're scared of traveling alone, but you know in your heart that you need to learn independence, then go and face it. If you're scared of public speaking, but you know that you will need this skill in the future, then please go ahead and face it. If I'm scared of walking alone, but I know that if I don't face this, it would limit my experiences in life, then yes, I need to face it. Now, here's when you don't have to. Say, if you're scared of roller coasters and you know that not riding to one won't affect your growth at all, then you don't have to go. You don't have to force yourself to face it. If you're scared of spiders, then if you face it, does that even change or affect your growth as a person? Of course not. So you don't have to face it. So whatever your fear is, think. Is it getting in my way to becoming the successful person that I want? The sociable person that I want? The confident person that I want? Is my fear limiting my actions, my experiences, or my life in general? If it's a yes, then you know the answer. Face it and fight forward. So how do we face our fears and fight forward? Take it easy and think it through analyze the situation, and know the realities. If you're going to ask me if I'm going to let myself walk again in a narrow path with the walls on both sides past midnight, I won't. But if you're going to ask me if I'm going to let myself walk again alone at past midnight with houses on the sides, then I would say yes. Analyzing what happened to me before actually made me think more of what scared me. And what really scared me the most was the fact that there weren't any houses around that spot. There were only walls on both sides, and there weren't people or anyone walking whom I could have possibly asked for help. So if I'm going to walk again, somewhere alone, with no one, or no houses around, then no thanks. I'd rather stay in a cafe. My fear was the fact that no one could possibly hear me if something bad happened. We can't control others and their intentions. We can't control bad people. We can only control ourselves and our choices. So choose what's going to keep you safe and what's going to make you feel better. Take baby steps. It actually took me time to start walking alone again at night without that memory flashing before me. But I know you'll get there. You'll get there. If you're afraid of talking to people, start talking to people online. Or start joining groups where you share the same interests and uh, talk to at least one person. If you're scared of public speaking, start speaking in your small meetings. If you're scared of dogs, start looking at pictures of dogs. Watch videos of them. Take baby steps. These baby steps can actually help you face your fear and fight forward. How? Talk about it. It still makes me emotional though, whenever I recall those nights of running and just being scared. But I want to face it. I want to fight it. So I'm talking about it now. I'm taking bigger steps now, actually. Verbalize your fear. And surprisingly, the more we speak these fears out loud, the easier they become. Fight forward. Remember that everyone is struggling facing their own fears. So you're far from alone. You can fight it. Fight it so you can move on. Fight it so you can move forward. You cannot ever be destroyed by the fear you put in your head because you are bigger than your fears. And your fears can never take your power to choose what is best for you. Thank you so much for listening. And tonight... I pray for your safety and strength to face tomorrow with a braver heart. I'm rooting for you. Take your time. You'll get there.